All right, welcome. Another episode of It's Still Real to Me. Of course, everything It's Still Real to Me, Zazlo Show 2.0, always brought to us by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, hit and run, motorcycle, car accident, whatever it is, first you call 911, got to make sure you're safe, and then... You call Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, You make sure you get the money that you deserve. They treat you like family, and they get you the money you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, Our pal, of course, is Joey Levin joining us here. It is a Sunday morning as we are recording this. Joey, how you doing? You all ready to, we'll recap. What was uh, another eventful, a very newsworthy, and, and unfortunately, we're going to wind up starting out this show here today with uh, with a bummer of news because you had WWE cuts after the Endeavor merger has been complete. How are you doing this morning, Joey? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird week. You know, I, I, in the past, I think uh, news like this would have been more of a bummer, but it seems like the wrestling world is so solid right now, like the business that most of those guys will land on their feet. Like the, the names, if they want to, they'll land on their feet and they'll be able to make money. So There are some very big names that, that were cut from WWE this week. Now, of course, it, it is a Sunday, which means we're recording It's Still Real to me right now. And then we got football all throughout the day. So hopefully you guys, you're, you're watching your football and you're listening to It's Still Real to me. That's a good combination right there. So this is a good opportunity for me to tell everybody, you know, football is back, of course, and Bet Online, your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-minute stats, news, scores, matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, totals from your NFL games, your college football games. It's at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates and st- on statistics, news, and odds from the start of the seasons all the way through the college football playoff and the Super Bowl. Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the Bet Online website today, or you could use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember, if you use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, you'll get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Joey, so let's get after it here, man. We'll start out with the shit news of the week, which was WWE budget cuts. Now, this this tends to happen every year. It's usually like right around after WrestleMania, so it's kind of like the start of their calendar year, and they kind of hit the reset button. But this go-round was because you have the merger with Endeavor, which is officially complete now. And, you know, like most businesses do, they they wind up doing a little bit of restructuring, that kind of deal. You cut a little bit of money, but we got some big names here yeah. who who were cut. I remember, you know, you and I were messaging back and forth, and I was like, all right, so far, you know, it's no real names that are going to grab my attention as far as guys who or girls who I'm going to be really upset well, that they got released. Well, well Top Dollar. But... Yeah, well. At that well, point, Top Dollar had been cut. Well, so Top Dollar, who who I do not believe is good, but <laughs> which which is why you know you mentioned that. But I think the surprising part is, all right. So this time around, so it's the second time Top Dollar's been cut, but this time oh, yeah, around right. they only cut Top Dollar and yeah. not B Fab and Ashante the Adonis. So, I mean, I guess that feels especially shitty for Top Dollar. And by the way, when I say something like I don't think Top Dollar is any good, yes, that is true. But I'm not trying to sit here and, you know, say, good, good, they got rid of him. Like, why would I care? Why would I want the company, a company who who their whole MO is to entertain us? And whether or not you think these wrestlers are shitty or not, which maybe I do, but whether you think these wrestlers are shitty or not, their whole MO is also to entertain us. So the idea of, good, you got to get rid of that guy. I'm never going to say that because I work in the entertainment business and my whole MO is to entertain you. So there could be people out there who think that I'm shitty. Well, all right, that's fine. 
but I think it'd be really offensive if you want me to be fired and not make a living. You don't have to enjoy the way that I try and entertain and don't watch me. And I would say the same thing for wrestlers that I don't find entertaining. I don't have to watch their matches, but I'm definitely never going to be sitting here saying, I hope they get fired and can't make income anymore. You know? Yeah. I also got just on the top dollar thing. If I can, if I can be, to be fair, I don't know if he's any good. I know for the most part, when I've seen him, he can't move, which is a problem for a wrestler. It's a problem. But he was in a tough spot. He hosted that A and E show yeah, where they went around, treasures, right? Hidden treasures, and he was he was great on that show. Good personality, seemed like a good dude. Debuts in a group that gets cut, and the leader of that group goes to AEW, and then they bring back that group with no real leader, and he's the voice, and that's just not him. We never got to see him do any other gimmick, so I don't know. Maybe he is good. Maybe he is talented. Maybe he can do other things. We just never got to see it, and he he never really got a chance either. I mean, that group was was sort of doomed from the start. It seemed like. You know? So 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 the part for me though is yeah, I don't I don't like seeing people out there, especially because sure. the, the, I'm in the same essential essentially the same business as yeah, these type I, of dudes. Both, I, I don't like the whole good fire. Listen, we've both been laid off in the entertainment industry. I got I was a producer. I was behind the scenes. I got laid off. You were you know you had your show. You got laid, these guys. It's it sucks to see yeah, this. It sucks. But again, to 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 the point that I said before, I don't think probably actually i would argue probably it's the the wrestling business is even stronger than it was when there was wcw and wwe because now you can There's make so mo- much money you can make money on the indies you can sell your own merch you can go to AEW. you can go to i mean there there's so many places and there's people throwing money at wrestlers for the the guys talent to me the talent will rise up like if you're good you're going to get a shot and even if you're not good AEW might give you a shot if you have wwe on your resume um, and impact, they will certainly give you a shot. I think if you have WWE on your resume, so most of these people they choose to stick with wrestling, which you would assume they would, except for some of them are old. Um, they're gonna have a shot to make money. So I, it sucks, but I, I don't feel as bad as I would have even four, three, four years ago, because I think the business is in a good enough spot where these people can bounce back. So the one for me that finally stood out where it's like, you know, am I going to be annoyed at some of these cuts? Is it going to be a shocker that this guy is released? And the one that stood out for me immediately, which I'm sure stood out for everybody else was Dolph Ziggler. I mean, that's, that's the huge story. And I just, I was really, really bummed. I don't get it. I, you know, do you think though, is it possible that he, was there you think maybe there's some mutual agreement there? I mean, like he has he's been there for a long time and they do nothing with him. And now there's another company. Like maybe he wants to go. He's been on being the elite a couple times, the YouTube show with his brother. Well, I mean, look, let's be honest. Dolph Ziggler can go work wherever else he wants right now. Okay. Certainly. He's going to be one thousand percent fine. Maybe he'll like, be at Wrestle Dream. Like right now, he could do whatever else he wants. But I just, from from a business perspective, I look at, and you know what, Dolph was probably making a lot of money. He's been there forever, you know? But this is always a guy, never hurt, always healthy. I think John Cena posted the other day where Dolph Ziggler now leaves WWE with the second most career matches in the history of WWE. Kane is number one. Dolph Ziggler, number two. Dolph Ziggler, never, ever hurt. Just a guy you can always rely on. Great worker. I mean, so, like, maybe there's a part of it where, all right, we shouldn't be surprised because as amazing as he is, they haven't found shit relevant for him to do in, like, six or seven years, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And that part is just as frustrating to me as him getting released is that, how is Dolph Ziggler not always in the big, you know, main event picture? He's yeah. that good. I, I don't, I'll never understand. And, and, you know, you could say that uh, he was a ripoff Shawn Michaels, you know? There's a lot worse guys to wind up being a ripoff of. Like, ripoff Shawn Michaels should have been in the main event card for a really long time. Yeah. And and he never was. Well, he was for a very short period of time. Well, yeah, the greatest cash in of all time. Right, right. Like he's going to leave with the second most all time matches in the history of WWE 
And if not the number one greatest cash-in, the number two greatest cash-in at worst, you know? And that's history and that's forever, you know? So I was really bummed, man. He's he's so good. I remember Dolph Ziggler telling a story one time. I think he told the story on Insight with, with my friend Chris Van Vliet where he almost got himself into, like, the place he's in in his career is almost his own fault, where he's so good, he became so good at selling, which, and he is, like, maybe the best. He became so good at selling for other wrestlers that they started using him as the guy to help get the other guys over because he's so good at selling. And what it results in is just him losing every match because... He's really great at that. Yeah, you know what? He he became like, um, to make a, a real like fighting reference, right? He became like that guy. Like if you're a UFC fan, you know, the guy who almost got to the peak, right? And then lost a couple matches, but he's still like ranked 10th or 11th. But the older he gets, he's just like a gatekeeper. So when the up and comers come in, those up and comers get matched up with yeah, this gatekeeper. And that's the guy you got to beat to get to the top. Yeah. That's what Dolph became. He became that guy who was like, you know, he's still top 10, top 15. He's still great. But you go through Dolph and that's how you get to the top of the card. He's so like, I'm, I'm, I've always been a really, really big fan. And if I could tell a story on a personal level about Dolph Ziggler, do we have, do I have a Dolph Ziggler? Yeah. Right over here. I don't know if you could see it, but it's, it's, it's this right here for people who are watching. uh, If you enjoy and this picture right there, you see joy. I'm pointing at her. You can't you see. I, I don't see. Yeah, he's a little off camera. All Dolph. I see is—is is that Romberg? Yeah, that's and, Romberg. And Joy- I see and Romberg and Joy. Romberg is Dolph, and then I'm next to Dolph on the picture. So anyway, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler came in studio with us a couple of times back in the day, and there was one time where Dolph came in studio with us, and, and he was always great. By the way, like the second time that he came in with us, I knew he was coming in, and I had my younger son Jordan, who at the time was like six. I was like, Jordan, why don't you come with me to work today, man? You can meet Dolph Ziggler, you know? And Dolph was so great with him. He would just sit there and he's chatting up this six-year-old in the studio, signed stuff with him, took pictures of him. It was a real thrill for my son, Jordan. But anyway, that same day, so, you know, you, you would get text messages from uh, sports rate, sports talk radio would do uh, uh, texts and you could read the texts from people. And and one of the fans, one of the listeners show up, Dolph, I'm a huge fan. You know, I'm in the hospital right now. I have uh, uh, whatever it was, I think cystic fibrosis, I'm getting treatments right now. I just want to let you know, I'm a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and after the show, Dolph looked at his people, you know, they always come with one or two handlers from mm-hmm. WWE. And he said, can we find out, you know, this early in the morning, my show is five 30 to 10 AM, you know, said, can we find out where that guy is that hot? Do we have time? Can we roll by the hospital and just surprise him? And, and we're like, we could definitely find out what hospital he's in. And they did. And they went to the hospital, Dolph did. And they surprised him and they took pictures and gave him gear. And yeah, like, it was just such a really cool story. Hey, can we go to the hospital and visit this guy? So I wanted to make sure I put that story out there. He, he was always really great. Anytime he was on our show. Uh, I'm bummed. Yeah, I'm bummed that he was cut. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I, was, I was upset, too, for my friend Dana Brooke as well. I'm not surprised, but I, w- I, was, I was bummed out for her because if I could say something really quick about Dana Brooke also, who's such a sweet girl, she, she was consistently, number one, she's gotten a lot better on the ring, in the ring and has worked so hard over a few years. But she was consistently given really shit gimmicks and storylines and she always gave a thousand percent and and made the most of all of them and so so from that perspective you had someone a worker there who was always game for whatever shit idea you came up with uh from that perspective i think it's you know i think she's a good person to have on your roster from that perspective I, and and they cut her. So I, I felt bad for her. I think she'd be good in AEW. I don't think AEW's women's division is very good, to be honest. Not that they don't have talent. I just, it hasn't, I don't know. Just there's something about it other than what Tony Storm's doing right now, obviously is incredible. It's probably the best thing in women's wrestling, but the rest of it, there's always been like this disc. It's been very like, I don't know. It just hasn't been, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel very deep. 
Um, the storylines have been all disjointed all the time. I, I think she she'd be I I think they could use her. I think she she'd put on good matches and they could figure out maybe to fi- figure out a way to be more creative with her. I think she'd be good in AEW. I, she'll get a shot. I mean, she's first of all, she's also her look has evolved over the years. Yep. Um, she she was like jacked, like really jacked early on, and now she's sort of like like no, like, she's got a Barbie look now. Yeah, which I think people want to see. Um, so I I think she she'll I think she'll land somewhere. I mean, she's she's been doing it for so long. She's so good. I would say this. Dolph was shocking to me. Yeah. Dolph was shocking in the sense that like. He's a former champion, world champion, obviously IC champion and all that stuff. Has one of the greatest moments in the history of the business with that cash in. Um, one of the best pops you will ever hear in the history yep. of wrestling. Obviously, workhorse. WWE doesn't usually cut guys like that, which is why, you know, I bet I, I wonder like if the whole if all the details come out, was his contract going to be up in 2024? Was there something mutual there? This and that. The two other guys, well, there's three, but the two other guys to me. That blow my mind. Mustafa Ali, who I think is going to go he to never a- seemed happy, though. He's going to go to AEW and he's going to crush because, like, listen, if they can make Darby Allen into a star, I mean, I get it. I, I know I'm the only person who doesn't like Darby Allen, but listen, I, he sucks. He stinks. He's <laughs> he's not he's not good. I hate him. <laughs> they can make him Ali. Ali has personality. He had all these different gimmicks. He was putting stuff out. He was very funny. He's very another one who was always willing to give a thousand percent to whatever shit gimmick they gave him. And in the ring, there's very few like him. He is incredible in the ring. He had that. Remember when uh, I'm trying to think. It was him and Cedric Alexander. They had some amazing match one time. Well, right? He also had a, a spot with Randy Orton. I think it was where he got RKO'd, but he <laughs> he put his hands down and like stopped the RKO and bounced back up. And, oh, like, really? Went, like he he's had some incredible matches. He was also supposed to fight Dom like next week yeah. for, for the North American title. Um, so that he was seemed one. like he was always unhappy though. There was something going on. He just yeah. I don't know. So yeah. so then this may work out. For but and then the other one again two Rick Boogs huge potential with that guy. Not to be like a like a star or anything, but like just very entertaining. Elias. Like, that's crazy to me. Elias How do you, how was, do you not find something for Elias? Elias was the most over dude. Yeah. Everything he did, even the you remember Z that stuff. one promo he did where Kevin Owens was out there with him? They're in Seattle. Yes. Talking about, uh, you know, this is why you lost the basketball, like basketball team. Uh, Elias was so over, man. I went to a live show at Madison Square Garden in the peak Elias and yeah. walk with Elias was the biggest thing. Yeah. WWE stands for what? Walk with a lot. That was the biggest thing at a house show that I went to at Madison Square Garden. But and then he goes away. The Zeke stuff. He got the Zeke thing over. Yep. Zeke. I'm going to Zeke out. I'm getting ready to Zeke out. Like that was he's so he is so entertaining. He's jacked. He has the WWE look. I don't know if he's great in the ring, but who cares? That's what WWE. I mean, that's not necessarily the biggest requirement in WWE. I can't believe Elias is not in WWE anymore. So let so let's do it here, man. Give me give me your top five released WWE stars this week. Who and let's let's narrow it down to AEW since they are the second. Biggest that we'd want to see go to AEW. Yeah, the, okay. since they're the second biggest promotion, who and that's you know going to get the most eyeballs. Who are the the top five of the cuts that you would like to see show up in AEW? Okay, five was Dana Brooke for me. I think the women's they just need more women's wrestlers and you bring someone in from WWE that has somewhat of a name maybe they can get some buzz and she know. has a huge following on social media huge this one's going to this one's going to be a surprise I think Aaliyah because I think she, I think she's a smoke show and you can't have enough of those I think okay. she she also is one who when she first came in was horrendous and also had a weird look and now she is so hot she's so her her Instagram is incredible so you can't have enough of those. And okay. AEW just needs a deeper roster. Ali is three for me. And I think, you know, I think he'll, he'll be great anywhere he goes. Uh, Elias. I go back and forth. Dolph and Elias are two and one. I, they could go either way. Like Dolph, of course, I, I, there's just like dream matchups that you could see Dolph having in AEW mm-hmm. and maybe with some creative freedom and also his brother's there. So maybe there's something there. They can do some stuff. 
Um, but I just think Elias is a star, man. I just think, you know, especially in a company where it seems like the, 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 the wrestlers are running the show, like Elias giving him some creative freedom would be awesome. All right. So Boogs those are your five. Boogs is my honorable mention. I, I okay. think Boogs. I love Boogs. For me, though, top five that I would like to see wind up in AEW. Number five for me is Mustafa Ali. Uh, I think he'd be excellent there. He's exactly the type of wrestler they love. I mean, the, yep. you know, give him a chance, uh, you know, every other week to to fight for 25 minutes. Like, that's, that's Absolutely. a good match. Yep. So, Mustafa Ali, number five. For me, number four is Elias. It's super entertaining, like you said there. Uh, number three for me, we haven't mentioned her yet, Emma. I've always been a fan of Emma. I like her. I think she's got a great look, and she could wrestle. I mean, she was on the independent scene for a while. Was she, she was in big on the independent for a while? Also, before Tenille, she came her, back? Tenille Dashwood. Yeah, like she she can go. I like Emma a lot, so I got yeah. Emma number three, number two. Shelton Benjamin. He doesn't have to be a huge guy, obviously in AEW, but man, he could work with anyone, you know. So I, I would see I would see Shelton Benjamin there, and number one for me is obviously Dolph Ziggler. Like I would. I would root hard for Dolph Ziggler. If he if he showed up in AEW, I will legitimately root hard for him every time I saw him. Yeah. So that, I, I, that'd be yeah. my top five. Yeah, I Shelton, you know, the I, I thought about Shelton Benjamin. I just, you know, he I just there's nothing there. You I could just put don't on think great matches though. That's that's can, AEW, but, man. But I if if we would go I rather to see a- Shelton Benjamin for 20 minutes or Nick Wayne, I'm going Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, but Shelton Benjamin's just gonna wrestle matches. Like nothing's ever gonna happen with him. I don't know. That's it. Like he's that's it. He's just going to go in and be a worker. He's going to be Sean Spears. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so I, I would like to see people go there that I think have like a chance to be in like a meaningful yeah. storyline, stuff like that. Right. I just don't know. Sheldon Benjamin, he'll be great anywhere he goes. We know he's great in the ring, but it, can they do anything with him at this point? He's going to end up in the mogul affiliates. And it's like, what are we going to do? We- <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So that's what we start the show there with. Well, with by the, the way, show. we got to mention, I mean, arguably the biggest cut, Matt Riddle. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So let's let's talk about Matt Riddle here. So I don't think anyone is surprised at the Matt Riddle release. Matt Riddle is one of those guys who, if he wants to get work somewhere else right away, he can get work somewhere else right away. But it seems like for a while now, Matt Riddle has kind of been a disaster behind the scenes. And, and then you have the latest incident. I don't know if it was his fault, not his fault, but does WWE, and, and especially does Endeavor, who just took over, need a guy who, A, is consistently popping up in extracurricular activities, and B, need headlines where Matt Riddle, uh, uh, alcohol, sexual harassment, airport. Do you need that on on your on your headlines? And the answer to that is, Nah, we're good. Well, and it probably doesn't help Riddle that he was already fired from the UFC. And now they're the same company. So, I mean, that, that hurts. That there's, that there's no way that wasn't taken into account. And he was fired for weed, which is crazy if you think about it now in today's day and age. Because, you know, fighters don't even get suspended for weed anymore in UFC. But I will say, like... UFC fighters have always gotten in trouble and they don't always get fired. They get suspended. They get whatever. They get their pay docked. Not everyone gets fired. Nick Diaz didn't get fired. John Jones has never been fired. Yeah. Like Matt real got fired by Dana White. I think there, that that tells you kind of what you need to know about the guy. Like Dana White accepts a lot. Dana White hit his wife like, like you know, and he fired Matt Riddle. So he must have been somewhat of a pain in the ass behind the scenes there too i would think i don't think he's ever been liked i mean i remember the one time where tommaso champa had a few things to say about him when they were in nxt you had yeah you got the whole thing with goldberg of course you got seth rollins and becky lynch who have had who had beef with him for a very long time it just seems like he may be a little bit difficult to have around yeah yeah i think he probably would have got cut a long time ago had it not been like WWE's insistence on finding the next Brock or the next Kurt Angle or something because he's a fighter. I mean, yeah. they, you know, obviously he has this bro gimmick and he's a stoner and that's his whole gimmick and stuff. But he is a real fighter and he's they're a legit tough guy. And they're he was on a four fight win streak in the UFC before he got cut. Like, yeah, you know that that's a that's a that's a fighter. Yep. Um, they're always trying to find like the next guy like that, and they they forced Riddle down everyone's throat. He, he was clearly Vince clearly was like. 
that seems like a guy that Vince was like, no, we'll make it work with this guy. You know, like, and we'll have, we'll have birds fly out of his, uh, out of his pants and his intro. Yeah. He won't wear knee pads or shoes. He'll look like he's butt naked in the ring and the women will love it. (laughs) This shit is so good. Yeah. That's not surprised. Um, But again, someone who, if he wants to get work somewhere else right now, can definitely get work somewhere else right now. Like he's really good in the ring. Yeah, I, maybe. Yes, he will get work. I don't know if it'll be a. I don't think I wouldn't touch him if I was AEW. I think he, I, a. I don't think he fits. And B. I just think he's. He, I, I don't know. Maybe if he changes his gimmick or something. I don't think he's. He'd be good in AEW. All right. I, I just. I, I don't know. Let's let's get to some of the big stories though in WWE this week that actually took place on the TV shows. We got John Cena, who's a. a, a Full-fledged member of the roster right now. He's full-time. Yeah. So that's cool. All right. AJ Styles gets taken out backstage by by the Bloodline, by Jimmy, and by Solo. And and apparently, it would have been LA Knight who came in to make the save. Seems like it, right? But he got sent home right before the show. He's got COVID. So that takes him off, off the show at the worst possible time. I mean, you're going to put him in the ring there with Cena, and he's going to do stuff? That's really lousy timing. I, what I just don't understand about this is I, I understand putting LA Knight in that spot, and that's great for him. But what what has the what is the point of the whole AJ thing been? So AJ's yeah, just know. out now? Like, why know. was he involved in the first place? It, yeah, I don't know. I thought it seemed like it was headed towards maybe AJ and Roman. Yeah, I don't um, know. Well, maybe but, maybe they will still do that. Why can't they still do that? Maybe they will. They, the bloodline just took him out. Roman's eventually going to come back for a pay-per-view in a month or something. Maybe they will do AJ versus Roman. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it was weird how it got put together, but I guess, yeah, I mean, L.A. Knight. So L, so so we're saying we're thinking L.A. Knight is Cena's partner for this. Yeah, because yeah, remember when Cena gave L.A. Knight the rub a few weeks ago, I, I specifically said, I'm like, yeah, the next move for Cena is they're going to have him in a tag match because having Cena one on one, it's stupid at this point. All he does is lose. He loses every one-on-one match he has now. Put him in a tag match where he can get a win. And so everybody, like, like it's not like, oh, okay, they're only using Cena to get guys over these days. Put him in a tag match. Give him a win. So this, I thought it was pretty obvious at that time. And uh, LA Knight had the promo last week where he said everyone's on notice, every champion. So now this puts him in the, you know, in the crosshairs of the bloodline, which could lead to him having something with Roman. Is it possible Given how over and how popular LA Knight is and how much they're pushing him and the rub with Cena and all the stuff he's doing, is it possible that if The Rock is not at Mania, that LA Knight is it's LA Knight Roman Reigns? Is it possible that it's not Cody and it actually is ends up being LA Knight? No. You don't think so? No. Like if it's so you think it's it's The Rock or it's Cody? Or, Gun- it. or, or it could be Gunther. Gunther Roman? I don't know. I mean, I, I I still think right now Gunther They're both is, heels, though. They're both heels. Yeah, well, I don't know what's going to happen within the next, you know, six right, months. Right, sure, sure. Six sure. months away. But right. but Gunther, I think right now, and actually, I believe, because I've, I've been getting the emails now for Royal Rumble odds, Gunther is the odds-on favorite to win the Royal Rumble right now. And 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 he is absolutely my pick right now to win the Royal Rumble. Sure. So, if I don't that know. happens, I think he goes after Rollins, personally. If Rollins is still the champ, I don't or know. Whoever's the, the whoever's the whoever's the Raw... Whoever is the raw. Yeah, and Gunther has to be. Gunther does not work as babyface. Gunther has to be a heel. Anytime you got to go old school there. Anytime you're from another country, you're a bad guy. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Xenophobia rules in professional wrestling. Yes. So, yeah, I I really don't see a scenario. LA, that main eventing WrestleMania. I I mean, they're pushing him hard. They are pushing him hard. I could see a main, main event Royal Rumble. You could have LA Knight versus right. Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. That's a really big deal. I'm saying this only if The Rock is not the main event. No, I think you got Rock. I think you got Cody. Shit, I, I would I would find a way to make it Rollins versus Reigns. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I don't see LA Knight main eventing WrestleMania. I could see him main event at Royal Rumble. That I could see. That I could see. Sure. I mean, I could see him. Main eventing any show other than now, of I course, guess now, of course, it, it doesn't mean he beats if he main events Royal Rumble against Roman, he's not winning, <laughs> right? Know, put that out there. He's not winning. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it possible that LA Knight could eventually be the one who ta- who beats Roman? I don't know. I don't 
I don't think so. I don't see it. Why would Co- let me ask why? I guess my question would be what makes Cody more deserving than LA Knight of to be the one? Not that either of them is going to be the one, but if it happened, the major backstory with let's Cody. Let's just weigh it out. What's the backstory with Cody? Cody. So I think the thing oh, with Cody. Because uh, there's more than one royal family in wrestling. Okay. That's the backstory. Well, I think because the problem with Cody is that everyone has sort of conflated the finishing the story with him beating Roman. And that's not finishing the story. That's, finishing the, the that's sto- not what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, but that's his whole gimmick is finishing the story. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. But but and finishing but the story just means have, he has to win the title. Right. But we also have to factor in who is the guy, a completely separate argument. Who is the guy to knock off Roman? And I look, I don't I don't think LA Knight's big enough. I really don't. I know he's super over, but by the way, he's the he's I mean, what's he the th- third biggest guy in the company right now behind Roman and Cody? Just the, the guy that the guy that the guy that beats Roman one day has to be a star. Has it to be has able to carry to be the company. A guy, yes, right. It, the, the way that okay. The guy that's going to break the streak for The Undertaker, it's got to be a guy who we're going to legitimize for the history of time. Now, I understand Brock Lesnar was already legitimized, but you give it to Brock because it's realistic that he's the guy and he's forever that guy. So whoever winds up beating Roman is forever going to be that guy. So can you ask, can can you say to yourself right now that you can envision LA Knight being a forever guy? I, I can't. I, I don't see why not. I don't know. I mean, we got time. We got time. I mean, let's see what happens over these next few months. Like, he's already again. To, he, he's one of their biggest merchandise sellers, mm-hmm. right? They're putting him in programs with Cena. Um, he like everyone is sort of putting him over, other than Kevin Nash. Um, they have some kind of weird feud, <laughs> which is strange. Um, and. Like, again, Roman is obviously the top guy. Cody is the number one baby face. Everyone loves Cody. But I would say, like, based on the reactions of the crowds, L.A. Knight is like a close second right now. I know, but I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about forever. Yeah, but Cody has only, like, by the way, Cody until about a, what? When did he, when did he debut? Like a year and a half ago. A year and a half. Until a year and a half ago. Cody was considered a massive WWE failure, mm-hmm. right? They've essentially their runs of building to where they are now are equal time. Yeah, I, I look at Cody and I think Cody's a forever guy. But yeah, I, I I agree too. But I think a lot of that is his name. Like I think is, Seth Rollins is a forever guy. Like, but I think Cody's forever guy because of his name, mm-hmm. the family, mm-hmm. the fact that he got cut rebuilt yep. himself and came back. Yep. LA Knight is, I mean, LA Knight has, is on the verge of like becoming a, like a phenomenon. Like we don't ever really see. I mean, like think about this. The rock is the biggest star. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the rock. So let me preface it by that. Do you like, by the way, how Austin Theory is taking credit for 150 million views? Yeah, it's awesome. It's good. <laughs> do, do you like how Austin Theory and Grayson Waller stole uh, Bullet Club Gold's entrance? Oh, but, did uh, they? Anyway. Well, they, now they're doing the thing where the lights are down. Grayson Waller's behind Austin Theory and the camera circles. Oh, yes. Them. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yes. Yeah, that's that. what that's what the guns do. That's their. Yeah, entrance. but they're not. They're not doing the guns. Sure. But it's the same camera style. But anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, OK, so my point is. LA Knight is not The Rock. He's not. The Rock's run was not very long. I know. It was not. It was very short, actually. Yeah, it was but, like 97 to 02, maybe? Right. And But it was impactful in the time that he had it. And he became, in many people's eyes, a top two or three or top five in the history of the business. LA Knight's been on the main roster for like two years now. He's already in the main event picture. He's going to be in the main event picture. There is nothing to me that says this guy can't go for the next three or four years and be the become one of the greatest ever. I don't see why not. All right. He has gone from, by the way, and similar to The Rock, comes in to the main roster with a horrendous gimmick that everyone hates, <laughs> right. overcomes it, and now becomes the most over uh, guy in the roster. That's right. Know. There's some parallels there. So Joey 
uh, on Wednesday it was, sends me a text message. That's all it says. We hadn't talked about it yet. And I don't watch NXT every week. All right. So he doesn't know if I have any clue. And Joey sends me a text that says, did you see the Becky Lynch promo? And my immediate response was, yes, it was stupid. And I was watching it on Tuesday and I was watching it live. And why am I watching NXT even? Because I want to see Becky Lynch. All right. So I'm tuning in. And whew, I don't I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how that gets on air. It was especially it was, in NXT. It was really bad, man. Like it was it was I was watching a, a, a Dr. Seuss, you know, chapter. Mother Goose. It was I was she's Mother Goose. Mother Mother Goose in the ring. Just what what the hell was that? I don't I don't get it. It was it was bad. I don't understand how that makes its way on air. It was so super lame. And, and, I, don't, I, don't, and I don't even know any other way to put it. Particularly to the NXT crowd. Like now it's NXT, not like they booted or anything. I mean, like they just didn't react at all because they all were they were like us. They weird. were like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Why is why are we seeing this? The NXT crowd is a smart crowd. They're a smart wrestling crowd. They know what's good and they know what is awful. And again, wrestling is all about getting a reaction, whether it's good or bad. You want to get cheered or you want to get booed. Why you don't can't want she just be a badass? Like you don't want bullshit. You don't want silence. And it, it was crickets because everyone yeah. was just like, what the hell is happening? You couple that with she's the NXT champion. We're going to get eyeballs on NXT. So let's have her first title match be against the up and coming Natalia on Raw. Not yeah. even on NXT. It's like, what are we? This is my point when this happened is like, cool. Becky Lynch is the champ now. This is it. She's going to give Natalia gets a title match and then she does a Mother Goose promo on NXT. And it looks like she's just going to have another feud with Tiffany Stratton. So I don't know, really know. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Becky's yeah. been on a, a it, it. Other than that final match she had with Trish, which was a great match. Her last few months. I mean, the last few months have been it's rough. Disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing. If this doesn't all lead to her and Nia Jax, I don't know. I'm telling you, man, I, I better get her and Nia Jax. Like, let you know what? Let it be in the Royal Rumble. Let 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 yeah. Becky be the only one in the ring, and then all of a sudden it's Nia's turn. And uh, you you better give me Becky and, and Nia also Jax. let Becky Lynch break her nose. Like for shoot, brother, let her break her nose. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Nia Jax, so I thought we were going to get Nia Jax as next up for Rhea Ripley. But apparently it's just Nia Jax saying, I'm going to kick the shit out of every female yeah. on the Raw roster. And it's not necessarily Nia getting a title shot coming up. I'm not right away. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought we were going to get Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley. But instead, they're they're playing it as Rhea's hurt, which would mean she's clearly coming back a babyface. Everyone loves her anyway. And exactly. when you take her off television for a few weeks, everyone's going to pop at the return. So Rhea's coming back babyface. Yeah, Rhea's going to come back to save the roster from Nia Jax. And then, and then Nia Jax will get the title shot. But like it, for a while now, it'll be Nia Jax just destroying everybody until Rhea comes yeah. back as like the savior. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Which which also, you know, that sort of aligns with my theory that maybe she's the one who leaves the bloodline. I mean, the Judgment Day. God, I always can. I always say that. Are um, we are, are did we just abandon JD McDonough joining Judgment Day? Like, I know now their focus had been on recruiting Jay who obviously, you know, gave his answer on Monday night, and the answer is no. But where's J.D. McDonough? Like, are we doing it or not? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, I think they are, a li I know they really want Judgment Day to be like the big, I mean, and they are the second biggest group in the company besides the bloodline, but I know they really want to elevate them and make them like on the same level. I just don't know. It seems like they're very confused about where they want to go with some of their storylines. I uh I want to get to AEW Grand Slam here. You good with that? Do you have anything else you want to say well, about real WWE quick. this week? Well, real quick. It seems like people are very confused about what Jimmy Uso's character is right now. I'm a little confused. I'm very I like it. Oh, I can like I it too, but can I'm I a give confused. you my can I give you my 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 theory on what his character is? Yeah, and I'll just say real quick too, my, the part that I'm confused is why like why does he want back in the bloodline now when he wanted out? But anyway. Um because well, he wanted out because he wanted to be with his brother. His brother abandoned him. I think he's, I think he is unhinged. I mean, what do you think his brother was going to praise him for kicking him in the face and calling right, him the title? But, but I think he's, he's losing his mind. I think he's lost it. I think okay. he, I think his brother abandoned him. 
He doesn't know where it is, where he's at. And now something snapped in his mind. Jay was the right hand man. Jay was the, you know, the right hand man to the, to the tribal chief. Jay abandoned him. Jay's gone. I think the gimmick is that he has lost his mind. Now he thinks he's the right hand man. He's walking around making matches. He's telling Solo what to do. He's making decisions without checking. He thinks he's the guy. And the rest of the bloodline's like, what do you, huh? You're barely even in the bloodline. And then Roman will come back and he's going to have to discipline him. You think you're, you, you, you want just the same thing he did to Jay. You want to be me? You want to be me? And then we get that. I, I like it. I, I think it's good to see Jimmy Uso showing. I like how you laid that out. I'm into it. I, yeah. I love seeing him show a little personality. It's been Jay for a long time. It's still Jay on Raw. Let Jimmy show. No, it's, a bit it's too. important for them to try and get Jimmy somewhere near what they've been able to do for Jay. It's important. and like again, we yes, and they also they have to build because it's going to be Jimmy and Jay at WrestleMania, and I would argue that fight could main event one of the couldn't end main event night one. I think that's going to be huge when it happens. It's going to be a massive match. People are forgetting about it already. That match is coming. All right. And then last thing. Tree profits are already getting dropped by Bobby Lashley. Like, what's I going hope on? not. I hope not. Well, Carmelo Hayes retweeted the clip and said, pull the trigger. Oh, as if like him and Trick Williams are maybe maybe because there was the a thing. Well, there was the thing on it where Bobby went to NXT and had an interaction with them. Well, that's what they decide to do, and then it leads to the Street Profits feuding with the New Hurt business. I'm okay with that. Like, just make it make sense is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. If they're if you're going to drop them, make it make sense. Yep. Yeah. I also like WWE leaning into the women's tag titles being cursed. And now it's Isla, Dawn, and Alba Fire's gimmick is that they cursed the titles. Oh, I didn't even see that. They did like a little vignette. And they said that they put a curse on the titles. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad they're back then. I, and I also like that they're like, WWE is leaning into this whole yeah, theory that's Well, and also that the titles are cursed. Because okay. ever since those titles came in, somebody gets hurt, or it's a bad run, or they get fired. or Like those titles kind of have I like that then. I didn't see that. But, I like that. Yeah, I like that gimmick that like, yeah, we curse those titles. I like that. All yeah. right. Uh, AW Grand Slam. I thought it was pretty awesome, man. I, I thought it was yeah. a great, great show. Yep. I was, there's a few things that stood out. The first thing we got to say, you know I'm not an Eddie Kingston guy. All right. It was very obvious that Eddie Kingston, though, was going to win that match. If nothing else, because AEW doesn't get to decide who wins New Japan's belts, <laughs> you know, sure. like you, right, you can't right, change, right. you can't, you know, give it to Claudio. Uh, so, so Eddie was always going to win that match. But I'll tell you, for someone who's not a fan of Eddie Kingston, I really liked that match. I thought it was very good. Yeah. I was into it. I thought that was yeah. a very good match. This is one of the times where AEW has done a great job of explaining the history of these two guys. Too. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of times they throw these things together and you have to like, you have to be a new Japan fan or you have to watch BTE or they, and they don't explain the back. They have done a good job of explaining that these guys don't like each other. Yeah. And like they were good and friends. And both of us believe that Eddie Kingston really doesn't like Claudio because Eddie Kingston thinks wrestling is real. Exactly. And I, and I guess, I guess Claudio doesn't really like Eddie Kingston. I think that's a real life. I mean, they're professionals and they do their thing. I, I, it seems to me like that's a real life. They don't like each other. Yeah, thing. yeah I think so. Um, and I think it's great that they shook hands afterwards and did the whole, you know, the ring of honor, code of honor thing. Like the whole thing was good. Cool moment for Eddie Kingston. Like, I, I don't I don't particularly love Eddie Kingston in terms of like he's not. I mean, he, his matches are just whatever. They're not super entertaining. They're just fights. Like they're not wrestling matches They're fights. But he's a he's a cool story. It's cool. He's never going to win the AEW title. So giving him the ring of honor title is cool. Um, I don't know that he would never win it. I I think it's I think it's there one day. You think he's going to win the AEW? I, I, I think told you. I think I told you. I think he's their mankind. Yeah, but I think he's going to retire before that happens. He's injured and he's old and like I just I don't know. Unless they just do it for like a couple of weeks just to like as like a, a lifetime achievement award. But um, I don't know. We'll see. This seems I, like his lifetime achievement award, winning the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, it's pretty good. I. Uh, I loved Soraya and Tony Storm. It didn't go the way I thought it would. I'm shocked. I, I was shocked that Tony Storm didn't win, but I'm mm. always okay with being shocked, man. Wrestling's great when you get surprised. So Soraya winds up winning, and I loved the spot with Tony Storm kissing her. And then you get the pile driver. I mean, terrible timing because it comes right after John Moxley almost died. But she she kisses her. She shook. 
She does the pile driver. I thought that was the finish. How is that not the finish? That's a great finish. Yeah. And and Tony winds up losing. Okay, I- I'm into seeing where it goes, but anything Tony Storm is involved in these days has has just been fantastic. Uh, so I I really like that match. Yeah, th- that also that finish also leads me to believe that um, what's her name is, is Jamie Hader's just not 100 percent yet. Like Tony Storm's got to win the title when Jamie Hader's ready to come back and and come get it from her like okay. they need that that's got to be the feud i think yeah i hope so i don't think it's gonna i think i don't think obviously tony storm and saraya doesn't seem to be over so i think that's gonna go for a while but once jamie hater came back comes back she's got to be going right after the title so yeah i mean saraya was yelling her you made me do this you made me do this right. so it, it seems like it's it's still going somewhere but i love that tony storm oh my god unbelievable so good who this, does she have this in her too no i didn't i i was always i never liked her Oh, Face, I've, I've always liked her, but who knew that she had another character in her? I didn't know. Listen, I've always, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, pro, I think I'm in the minority on this because everybody likes Tony Storm. It seems I've always thought her whole gimmick was that she has a big ass. I always thought that was her whole gimmick. I, I never, there was nothing entertaining about her to me. I mean, I guess she's okay in the ring, but there was nothing entertaining about her gimmick to me, other than she will, she got a huge ass, which is cool. It's very cool. Let's let's talk about Sammy and Jericho before we get to the big thing that I want to talk about. So Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho was good. I just don't know that I love, hey, let's just copy Jericho and Shawn Michaels yeah. to a T. You know, yeah. I, like, that I don't seems... think it's the first time Jericho has done that, though. I think he does that from now, from time to time. I, just, it was, that... I mean, it was beat for beat, though. Yeah, copy. like that just seems so forced to me let's do it exactly the way that it went down 15 years 12 years ago whatever it was but i do think the don Callis part saves it because he kicks him there then Callis comes out i don't think any of us saw that coming right i mean did you have a clue that that was going to happen i didn't but um there I, i don't know if i mentioned it on the show before but i did there was part of me that was like I feel like we're headed towards Jericho and, and Omega doing something here because they both, you know, they obviously have the the past as enemies, but now they're both enemies of Don Callis. Yeah. So I was like, okay, there seems like there's something coming here. And now obviously we got it. Yeah. And so. it'll be good. But, I, but I, I think the big story is I did not see Sammy Guevara coming and joining the Callis family. So I really like that. And is Daniel Garcia in the Callis family too? No, but they did a backstage thing, and Don Callis has a couple times now said, like, this kid's money. So I think yeah. they're, like, teasing that he's going to go after him, but I don't think Daniel Garcia is going to join. No? No, I think Daniel Garcia is going to be is gonna do his own thing. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, so I, I, I like what's going on with Don Callis. And can I tell you, I don't think Tony Schiavone does too many things well these days, but nope. when he is in the ring, the way that he announces Don Callis comes to the ring, I do think is very good. Goes, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Don Cowles. Yeah, he does. That, that's yeah. that's good. I do yeah. like that. I think he yep. does a real good job. Yep. And then look on on um on Rampage, we get the backstage segment with Jericho and, and Kenny Omega. And you know, Jericho's like, this com-. Jericho references the, the New Japan stuff, which is great. This company doesn't exist if it's not for our matches that we had with each other, which is it's probably pretty true. Um and they they challenge the Don Callis family for Wrestle Dream with Kota Bushi, and then on Collision last night, the third member of the Callis family, Will Osprey. Last night, announced last night. So it's going to be Jericho, Kenny Omega, Cody Kota Bushi versus Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Osprey. So Osprey's part of the family, but like he's not going to be. He's not AEW. Well. Not officially, but his contract's up in a couple months. So he's been right. going. He's, but he said he doesn't want to live in the States. Yeah, but he's also wrestling on Impact soon. Like he's he's wow. bouncing around. He's That's bouncing amazing. around. Yeah. What a time I mean, to be could, alive, man. He could do, he could do what, what Kota Bushi's doing, which is like he's kind of in AEW, but he only comes to the big events. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I also like how since MJF can't be the piece of shit that the announcers are always dumping on, Callus is that guy now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and Callis is a great. great. He, I mean, he, he's been great. He, great heel manager. 
you know, I just like gets, how, you know, he's got the big scar on his forehead now, which is obviously not on purpose, but right. he definitely loves that he has the scar. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It was yeah, so yeah. not on purpose. And I'm sure it hurt really bad when it happened, but he oh, definitely he knocked loves out that, cold, I think. He definitely yeah. loves that he has the scar now. So yep. a- anyway. and, I, and he and he gets to use it as part of the storyline. Like the, the story is that it's because of Kenny, yeah. even though it was clearly yeah, Moxley just completely fucking up. It's great. Uh, okay, so the last thing I want to get uh, look, MJF Samoa Joe was really good. I don't know, if there's a whole lot to add there other than Roderick Strong. If you want to talk about Tony Storm, and I can't believe she had this character in her, where has Roderick Strong's personality been for the last five years? Because Roderick Strong and the whole bit in the hospital and 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 the neck, and you know, uh, it, it was like we were watching it was. It was uh, Brian's song with Roderick yeah. Strong and Adam Cole. Yeah, uh, yeah. Roderick Strong really has been so great. So I'm really into that story. Samoa Joe and MJF was was predictably really good. I don't, you know, I don't know. There's a whole lot to add. After no, that. I know. I just, I it's, I'm just, I think MJF's the best in the business. And I, I mean, I think waiting for Adam Cole to turn on, right? Yeah, I think that's still coming at some point. But I'm just saying, like, I wasn't ready for a long time to say he was better than Roman in terms of, like, my power rankings in the industry. Roman's been off the air for a while. Roman's yeah. still the top guy, but MJF's. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he, that he has not only made the kangaroo kick a thing, but that it's maybe the most over move in wrestling now, and he still does it even though he's not facing Aussie Open, mm-hmm. is it's, it's amazing. Yeah, double clothesline and kangaroo kick are such stupid moves, and the crowd loves it. Loves it. So the big story to me, though, that took place Wednesday night, and you know I hate this shit. So John Moxley. John Moxley gets dropped on his head. Now, did he have a concussion earlier in the match? Maybe. But John Moxley gets dumped on his head by Ray Phoenix on a uh, – a reverse uh, pile driver, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, whatever that thing it's, is. I, I mean, I think it was, it's like the same move that Owen Hart broke Stone Cold's neck. And look, there's, there's a, there's a reason why WWE bans certain moves, because even if it's one time out of a hundred that something goes wrong with a pile driver, it's one time too many. And WWE bans moves like that for good reason. And, and look, AEW, a lot of what they do, like, yes, there's a lot of flippy shit and all of that, but it's almost like we're just all trying to top each other. So let's just do crazy shit. Yeah. And every now and then somebody is going to get seriously hurt. And we're really lucky that Moxley did not get seriously hurt. And so you, you have him get dropped on his head and, and I'm watching it live and and you got the the count there, which was a whole major fuck up. And we'll get to that in a second here. And you see the people in the front couple rows of the crowd. They stand up. They see what just happened. And I'm watching it live. And I say like, oh no, because like you you see what just happened. And I'm like, is Moxley moving? You know what? Like what's going on now? And we're lucky because it's it, it looks like he's actually going to be totally fine. But. So so you got that part where he gets hurt, and, and I fucking hate seeing that. And and then my focus immediately shifts to something that I've talked about many times. And I think the AEW officiating is so goddamn lousy. I really do. I think it's so not, – not just from a safety standpoint, which was clearly what happened in this instance, but also there are, there are so many times where the match just feels out of control. And – the referee's job, and I'm, I'm not talking about it from a kayfabe sense. I'm talking about reality. The referee's job is to keep shit in order out right. there, you know? And and then you have, this happens like on a, on a, a per match basis where the official, like he, like he counts three essentially and the wrestler didn't kick out and just the timing is off and you don't see, and it's it looks it happened, bad. It happened last night on Collision. I'm with, sure with it happens every match, and yeah. you you don't see that in WWE. I, I feel like the WWE, even in NXT, the WWE officials they're so polished that shit never happens, and it happens all the time in AEW, and it, it bothers the hell out of me. And in this instance, look, I I know this has been talked about before, like. The officials are supposed to count if the shoulders are down. And if he counts three when the wrestler was supposed to kick out, 
oh, well, like that's on the talent. The referee needs to count like he's a real referee. And in that spot, he went Rick Knox, right? He 1,000% needs to count three if Moxley is not getting up. And and then you add the safety part of it where, okay, wow, we just fucked that up. All right. Have him do the pile driver again, and I'll count. Like, that can't be... That can't be the way that we cover it up is do the really dangerous move that just dropped him on his head. Yeah. You got to do like a, you got to do like a submission or something, put him in like a, or a small package or or like a a arm arm bar, like something that is not going to like drop him on his head. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it was, it was a crazy finish and like the whole thing bothers me. I think AEW's officiating is so, so bad. Yeah, you've been on this for a long time. Um, and it happened. Yeah, I just said it. Last night, Jay White versus Andrade, which was a great match. And they're both incredible. But, like, there was a point in the match where Andrade, like, he, like, just got his shoulder up. But I guess it was Andrade's fault, I think. He didn't totally get his shoulder up. But he was supposed to get his shoulder up. And the ref stopped the count. But his shoulder was still down. What? So the you ref started do ca- that. But here's the thing. So he didn't get his to- his shoulder totally up, but the ref stopped the count because obviously the spot was that he was going to get his shoulder up, but then his shoulder was still down. So the ref started at another three count and then he got his shoulder. Up. I hate that. I hate yeah. that stuff, man. Yeah, it was it's very strange. Be better. I, I and you know it, what? It's not like Andrade is some is some newcomer like I, shit like that didn't happen with Andrade in WWE. Why is it happening here is the question. Know. Yep. And How like, does that happen? Is it the end of like Jay White was going to win that match anyways? Is it the end of the world if you just count three? I know it's a fuck up, and then you just keep going. You know, Jay White was going to win that match. Have the Bullet Club Gold come in and just beat the shit out of him and then move on. Yeah, it's or a bigger of, fuck up to it. me when when the official is telling me that like that he's in on the match ending because I'm supposed yeah. to suspend disbelief in what I'm watching. So yep. I think, I, and I think WWE has done a great job of that forever. Of look, this is where the match is going. But like, call it like it's a real fight, right? So it's, you know, what uh, Moxley's going over. But hey, anything can happen out there because it's a fight. So if the guy's shoulders are down, you count to three. So what are they going to do now? Because it looks so bad, obviously, where Orange Cassidy has this long run for Moxley to lose in his first title defense to Ray Fenix. Like, they they got to get the belt back on Moxley. Yeah, but he's he has a concussion, so who knows how long he's out for. Um, and also, look, at the end of the day, there was a backstory to this Ray Phoenix uh, Moxley thing. Like, Moxley took out um, Penta or, pa- or something. There's a backstory there. There is a story to this that it's not so like is that the, cra- the direction they're going to go in then. I guess it's not the craziest thing in the world that Fe- that Phoenix won the title. It's crazy that it happened so quickly, but it's not like totally off story. So I don't know, maybe he keeps it for like a month and then Moxley wins it back at whatever the next. Yeah, they got to get it back on him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it also like elevates that title because like, you know, as good as Orange Cassidy was, the, the title is just whatever. Um, and, and then being on Ray Phoenix, who's a tag team competitor, it doesn't make that title any better. So Moxley having it was going to make it into a, a big deal, I think. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any big dirt or not big dirt today? I do. All right, let's um, do a few here. Come on. Also, by the way, shout out Christian Cage, now the official TNT champion, pinning Luchasaurus last night. Oh, three- I didn't I didn't see. Three-way match. Uh, Christian, Luchasaurus, Darby Allen. Christian throws Darby Allen out of the ring, pins Luchasaurus, Christian Cage, TNT so champion. So is Luchasaurus mad? No. Well, probably, but they're still together. All right. And then backstage, Christian Cage, backstage interview right off the bat. Shout out to Nick Wayne's mother and his father, who's probably watching down smiling. <laughs> He's the best. He's the best. He's unbelievable. Give me what All you right, got here. Yep. WWE trademarked the name Jada Parker this week. People believe that that might be Jade Cargill's name heading into WWE. I'm going big dirt. I hope she keeps Jade Cargill, but I do think Jada Parker's a good name. So I'm going yeah. big dirt. I'm okay with it. I, I look yeah, at this point. You understand the reasoning why they do that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm good with it. I think Jada Parker is a good name. SmackDown moving back to USA. Um, 
that I think Raw maybe might be moving off USA, but for now we know SmackDown is going to be moving back to USA next year. Meltzer saying that SmackDown um, is going to be moved off Friday nights, he believes, because it's a bad night, and that at least one show, Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, will run Wednesdays against Dynamite. Yeah, I'm going Big Dirt. I think it'd be fun to get NXT or, or at least one of them up against Dynamite again. Um, I hope it's NXT because I like having the bigger shows spread throughout the week so I can, you know, have more nights with pro wrestling. So I'm hoping it's NXT that's on Wednesday. And I'm going Big Dirt. It's always been fun that WWE was on a mainstream broadcast network television channel. So I'm going Big Dirt. I'm disappointed that they're not still on Fox, but it's understandable. Adam Cole accepted Chris Danger's uh, challenge for his first fight ever in that deadlock pro wrestling or whatever okay. it's called so he's he's uh adam cole fighting back on the indies against this guy for his first match i'll go big dirt i'll i'll check that out i'll, I'll give that a look see so i'll go big dirt and last one i know this one's big dirt but i'll just throw it out there to you gable steveson back in action at an nxt house show this i past saw week. that that's not big dirt he stinks boy you want to talk somebody who stinks i'll tell he stinks i am not in on it that's uh that's big dirt right there uh excellent job joey Appreciate you, man. Tell your fans that uh, you'll talk to them next week. Go ahead. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, do all the good stuff. Thanks, guys. We love pro wrestling. Of course, today's episode brought to us by Bet Online. We'll talk to you on It's Still Real to Me again next week. See ya.